There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into Hour 2 of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. In for Michael Lombardi today, our VEASAN host and NBA expert, Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. And um, we, uh, we've talked a lot, Michael and I have, about who's going to go number one in the NFL draft, like, daily. Because... He and I are very much so in lockstep that Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft class. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young should go number one, and we believe that he is going to but go number so one. he's so widow. He can't yes. be the top pick. <laughs> right? Because that's the knock so on him constantly is, is he is short. He is in right. his frame. They don't feel like he's going to be um, a long-term answer at quarterback because he's destined to get injured. That's just how it's going to be. Um, and the love affair with C.J. Stroud and what they believe Frank Reich is going to want to do in Carolina has made him a $3 favorite in the market. Yeah. Like, you got to get down on the plus money on Bryce, right? Oh, I, I got him at plus 285 to go first overall. It. Like, I, I think he's going to go first. And this is, again, we, we're, we, the collective we, we're basing this minus 300 on next to nothing. There's no information out there that says that on he's the guy. On a hug from Correct. Josh McCown? Because he dapped up Josh McCown, and they said that when he was in Carolina that he would play horse with him or something like that. Like that's That doesn't make any sense. They're going to visit him again. What if he's talking about it? Anyway, we've, we've had this yes. before. So I would agree, yes. At, like the bet to make, Bryce Young, if everything you read, it's it goes back to last year, right? Go back to last year when it came to evaluating the quarterback, Stormy. And when we when you read analysis on the quarterbacks that were up for the NFL draft last year, almost Every single piece of information that told you was, yeah, you know, these quarterbacks really aren't that good. Any other year, they'd be like third round picks, blah, 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 blah. And yet what happens last year, prop is at a three and a half and only one goes in the first round. So what I'm saying is all the information staring us in the face is we all think like NFL scouts, Bryce Young is the best passer and quarterback in this draft, bar none. The only thing holding it back is his size. If he was six foot four, he'd be the first overall pick 
No questions. If asked. he was six one, if Correct. he was six two, like so, I that's why I bet it. Like I'm with you guys. I completely agree. And so with that, um, you talk about the quarterback market in general. I mean, last year we saw Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral all considered fringe first rounders. Mm-hmm. It ultimately ends up just being Kenny Pickett going twenty to the Pittsburgh Steelers. This year, huh. we're largely talking about four quarterbacks, the big four. You have Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. But now there's a lot of Hendon Hooker conversation. Like, Hendon Hooker has officially joined the group chat because he's on all these different mock drafts. We saw him on Todd McShay's um, and so on and so forth. I feel so passionately about this subject. I am somebody. 2017 is when the NFL draft was um, approved in terms of being bet on, okay? Every year, Stormy, every year I bet under on total packs, total quarterbacks taken in the first round. Let me walk you through history, okay? Love it. 2022, the quarterback prop market was set at three and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round. One was taken in the first round. 2021, quarterbacks in the first round. Market was set at five and a half. Five went in the first round. 2020, four and a half was the number for quarterbacks taken in the first round. Four went in the first round. 2019, I don't know if you're sensing a theme here. Yes, keep it going. Three and a half was the, the number of quarterbacks set. For going in the first round, three were taken. In 2018, it opened four and a half, closed five, and pushed on five when Lamar Jackson got drafted at the back end of the first round. So in 2017, guess what? Three and a half went under. So what my point here is, if you haven't really four caught and it, one to the under. In right, right. that's what we're talking about. So we do this every year with these quarterbacks, which is, hey, you know, you get an extra year of control. Somebody might trade into the back of it. No. It has happened one time in which somebody has traded back up into the end of the first round to draft a guy. That was Lamar Jackson. The Packers traded up from 30 to get uh, Jordan Love, but that was still a first-round pick. They just traded away a fourth to move up to get him. We have not seen strong evidence of this thing that happens where a bunch of people, like, uh, you know, extra-year control, teams could trade back up. Yes, is that a possibility? Sure, but let's look at Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker, who I think by all accounts could be a very good quarterback, but is 25 going to be 26 at the end of next football season by all accounts would probably need a year to grow under whatever quarterback it is. Look at the team favored to take it, right? Kirk cousins is going to start next year. So by the time he gets a full run as a quarterback, we're talking about age 26 season. And it's a good thing. He doesn't have to play right away. Cause he's coming off a torn ACL. Right. And reportedly he'll be ready by training camp, whatever that means. But if you're talking about a team like the Minnesota Vikings, okay. Who might be looking to draft Hendon hooker in the first round. You're also a team that won double-digit games last season and your division, are you going to use a first-round pick on a guy that's not going to play for you for a year? Or are you going to use a first-round pick on a player who might help you out this year? Oh, and by the way, if they pan out, you also get a year of control on that guy. So the market has really swung to the point where this is now bettable. We're talking about the number at 4.5. The price on the under is getting cheaper by the day. I am back in. Again, since 2017, this prop has gone under every year but one. And the closing number, the one year it didn't, it pushed. I, again, am in on under quarterbacks. And this is something that I could understand taking a flyer on at the opening number where it was plus 550. Right. Right? Just be like, okay, there's a shot. Maybe this could happen. You're getting a huge plus money value. Why not? But the way that this has been bet now to where it's just plus 125, like the under, 
now that it's no longer minus a thousand, it's actually bettable. Take the under. It makes so much more sense now that you're getting more value on that. Um, Hendon Hooker, by the way, expected to meet with the Commanders and Titans here coming up. He met with the Saints a couple weeks ago. Um, and you see now in those odds, because we talked about the Vikings at 6-1. to one, They are the favorite to land Hendon Hooker according to DraftKings odds. The Patriots now, with the yep. news yesterday that we discussed already a little bit earlier on the show with the Mike Florio report coming out that maybe there's some dissension in New England and that the, the Bill Belichick and company are looking to maybe move on from Mac Jones. They've been shopping the name. The Patriots now have popped up at 9-1, to one, the second shortest shot on the board. They weren't even in the top 16 teams as of yesterday on those odds boards. Yeah, I, and I think, too, it gives us an example of we're all grasping at straws here when it comes to yes. this stuff, right? Like, the report comes out that that's probably, like, Mac Jones is on the block. Because here's the thing, too. Like, as we kind of put two and two together in the first hour, let's say Mac Jones is truly on the block, that the Patriots are shopping him around. Would the Patriots be shopping him around to then draft Hendon Hooker? Or would the Patriots be shopping around their one-time first-round pick because they're going to get Lamar Jackson or trying to get Lamar Jackson, right? So, again, like, I get why you would think that, but the dots I'm connecting with that aren't, Mm -hmm. ah, Hendon Hooker's going to be their pick. It's going to be, no, they might want Lamar Jackson. And that's all you can really do at this point, too, is trying to connect the dots, trying to read the tea leaves, seeing into the way that these teams think, because we have no concrete information on any of this. So which markets can you get ahead of? Especially for this one specifically, you're not ahead of the market anymore. (laughs) Right, and so that's why I think like when you're looking at a guy like Hendon Hooker, what you're trying to do here is looking at teams who might take him uh, at the front end of the second round, right? So, yes. like, go down, I think, a little bit further down the board. What are the Seahawks right there? Like, 12 to 1? So, the Seahawks pick, as we know, fifth in this draft. But in terms of the second round, the Seattle Seahawks are picking 37th. Mm-hmm. That's a team that Geno Smith, as we know, the the actual record for him, or excuse me, contract for him is more like, what is it, two years? Yeah. He uh, signed the extension, but he's not the long-term answer Correct. at quarterback. So, why not? Like, if you're going to go the developmental, hey, let's sit, let's sit a guy back there, why wouldn't it be the Seattle Seahawks picking 37th to go and grab a Hendon Hooker type? I think that's the the comparisons you're trying to make. And I get it. They still have the 20th overall pick, but I just keep going back to where I just don't believe if you're Seattle too, if you think your window is here, like if the, at 20, you could grab a Zay Flowers, you could add to your receiving core, whatever it is. I, I don't think a guy like Hendon Hooker, who by all accounts, again, might be a guy that you need to develop a little bit here to get used to a pro-type system is going to be one that's worth a first-round pick. Well, and that's the thing that Michael and I have talked a lot about. Like, I really do like Hendon Hooker. He was leading the NCAA in completion percentage and all these different mm-hmm. statistics when he did ultimately get injured. But he is very much so a system quarterback, and he was under Josh Heupel, put in a lot of positions for success. Not to say that just anybody could put up the numbers that he did specifically. Um, he has an element of being special himself, but as an older player, um, it's a very, very different situation, I think, coming into the NFL draft. Also, um, as far as Seattle goes, that's if they don't trade up, right, to try to get Anthony Richardson, yeah, potentially. Th- that could be another thing, too, because maybe their 20th pick is gone. Who knows what they're going to try to do with those, but I would agree, and like you said, like if the system is the one thing, too, because and it's not just Hendon Hooker. Keep in mind, like if you read any analysis on a lot of these Tennessee players coming out, the one thing that always comes up is like, uh, we don't know how much they benefited from the system that they were in. That includes uh, the offensive lineman who's coming out from Tennessee, who names escape, uh, whose uh, name escapes him right now. Some of the guys that are coming out of wide receiver, uh, like uh, Darnell Wright, excuse me, the offensive tackle. So like that, it's not just a Hendon Hooker thing. It's like you said, it's a one read react type of offense. Mm-hmm. It's hard to evaluate these guys and translate how they do in the National Football League. 
Where do you stand on Anthony Richardson and what's going to happen with his placement in the draft? I will weep with joy if the Indianapolis <laughs> Colts uh, go and get him. Now, there's what's interesting is you will. Yes. Very interesting. Okay. Go and they on. just look. It's just more about getting excitement. Like you need somebody that you're going to draft and develop and have some sort of a future with. You don't know if he's going to hit, but you'd rather have a guy whose ceiling could be insanely high than absolutely have nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think like the Colts are rightfully so the favorites. There has been more steam around the Colts, at least being interested in Anthony Richardson. The question is just, is he going to go three or is he going to go four? Because it does seem that there are more rumblings with teams sniffing around Arizona to try to acquire that third overall pick to then get Anthony Richardson. So he does seem like he's destined to be a top four pick. I would think that the Colts are going to grab him if he slips to four, but the Colts might be forced to just trade up the three to grab him, but I would very much hope that he's going to be an Indianapolis Colt, but I think he's going to be gone by four. I think that's, I think it seems pretty clear at this point. Happy or unhappy that they don't appear particularly interested in Lamar Jackson. The Colts. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I'm pretty happy. I, Cause again, like it's kind of like with the Raiders. Like I don't understand what the Raiders are doing. Cause you're kind of spinning your wheels in purgatory trying to win now when the landscape is what it is. Lamar Jackson could stay in the AFC. Aaron Rodgers could come to the AFC. I, I I'm always the mindset of building building for something. And so if you're getting Lamar Jackson, you're trying to increase your window, which really isn't there. Draft Anthony Richardson, start Gardner Minshew for a year, stink, get more talent, and then you know build that way. The Colts for a franchise that was so lucky with starting quarterbacks for That's such right. a long time um, really struggled in that area as of late. So yep. maybe Anthony Richardson could be the answer, but is that a bit of a reach based on the accuracy numbers we know? When we come back, we're going to keep the NFL train rolling. Which of these teams in the AFC and NFC that missed the playoffs last season are going to make it this coming year? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming. Daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for just $9.99 at vcin.com. Our experts are also getting ready for golf's first major of the year at Augusta beginning tomorrow. For this year's Masters betting guide, Wes Reynolds profiles every player in the field, and Matt Eumanns tells his best bets. Matt Brown, of course, who was on the program a little bit earlier as well, involved. Signed up today to get full access to vcin through the NFL draft, just $9.99 at vcin.com. Slash subscribe alongside JVT. I am Stormy Bonantoni. Mm. In about 15 minutes, we'll have former sportsbook supervisor and host of the Against All Odds podcast, Harry Gagnon, join the program. He has some Masters plays as well. And you guys can talk a little NBA because I know he does have a bet in that Lakers-Clippers game coming up this evening. But for now, we're going to stick with the NFL because there are a number of AFC teams and NFC teams last year who did not ultimately make the playoff field, that there could be some potential for them to take a step up and get in to the playoffs this year. So let's start in the AFC. I think the the big name that everybody is going to be talking about more than others is going to be the New York Jets here, Mm. Um, a team that 12 years now, has the longest playoff drought in the NFL or of all of North American sports, thanks to the Kings officially breaking that streak here in the NBA. So the Jets are the play with Aaron Rodgers coming in. But, I mean, as far as a betting standpoint, minus 135 to make the playoffs? So let's – I think – I was thinking about this. I I think about this a lot, actually, the New York Jets, every day. So the the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, and let's say the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are we safe in assuming we can say those are our four most probable division winners? Sure. Okay. So we've got three spots left. Um, we have the Miami Dolphins, probably, I would say, a playoff team. We have the, the uh, Chargers, I would say. It's probably a playoff team. So now we have one spot that we're talking about for the New York Jets, and you're laying a price for them to do so with a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who might be coming over. Maybe he's not. Like Again, this deal hasn't taken place. We'll assume that it is. But let's also talk about how the fact that the Patriots might be making some moves here. And remember, as I keep bringing up with the New England Patriots, they were also the second-best defense in the NFL last season. Mm -hmm. And if they get any sort of push when it comes to their offense, could be a lot more competent. I always tend, Stormy, to try to look past the teams that have like the narrative surrounding them coming into a season, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whatever it is. Because the market at times, because they're going to be a popular selection – tends to pump up those numbers because they're going to get action. So I would more often than not tend to look at the Jets not to make the playoffs. And it's not because I don't believe in them. I just think the market is always a little inflated on teams like that. So I would rather look in a bunch of different places um, other than the New York Jets. So I would say no. Yeah, and with the Patriots, it's like hard to imagine a little bit, right, that a Bill Belichick-led squad is going to miss the playoffs back-to-back years. And I know that the most recent reports are of – discontent when it comes to Mac Mm -hmm. Jones in the quarterback position, but still like you're actually going to have an offensive coordinator, which cannot go understated. That is a very, very big deal that Matt Patricia is no longer going to be the guy that's sitting there running that offense. You have Bill O'Brien coming in from Alabama. This is a team that still found a way to win eight wins Mm -hmm. a year ago. Um, We should also mention too, right? I mean, the Browns, might actually be somewhat decent this so, year. So the Browns are still a minus 105. Yeah, but that's not bad. Um, I think the Steelers even at plus 135 isn't bad. This team, you know, drafted and played. Kenny Pickett got better as the season went on. Um, right, have, so like when we're doing that, right, we're kind of building the case against like 
the market, the Jets. right? So like the market probability is essentially what the case that we're making is again, it's not that the Jets stink. It's that the market, like the probability of them making the playoffs is probably not as high as the market is indicating that it is. What would you prefer to bet on the Steelers? Would you prefer to bet them to make the playoffs or to go over their win total? Hmm. What's their win total? Eight and a half. I guess go over the win total. Tomlin's a genius. Right. Like, I, I, like they can continue to pull it off year after year. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to feel about Kenny Pickett uh, as a quarterback quite yet, how good it'll be for him in a full season. I put my confidence in Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, and, and I say that too, because like the first half of the year for him or his first few starts weren't really great, but from week 12 on, he graded out really well as a passer by PFF standards, albeit like a mundane passer, right? And, and in those games we're talking about only one of them, he surpassed 200 yards. Like he, only one of actually none of them, he threw for more than one touchdown. So I guess that's maybe a rookie coming around. That's where I'm just, I'm not sure how to feel about Kenny Pickett and what will happen with him. Because when you look at the way the Steelers were winning those games down the stretch, that's not necessarily something that translates to success the next season. Go back to um, the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. That year that they went 10-7 and made it to the playoffs, they were incredible in one-score games. Now what happens? Well, the inverse happens the next year, and of course they're terrible. So when you look down the stretch and you're talking about wins, 24-17, 19-16, 24-16, 13-10, 16-13, those are not scores that are generally going to go in your direction every single time. But Tomlin has been a mad scientist when it comes to this roster and its ability to win those games. And we know about his run in terms of not finishing with a losing record, whatever it has been. So I would tend to think that maybe they're going to be somewhat decent, but I just, I, I, I would lean a little bit more toward maybe not. Which is why I think they had to set the win total at eight and a half instead of seven and a half like they did last preseason because everybody was all in on the fact that like he's always been at least 500. So right. he's going to get there. Uh, and last year I, I had that ticket and I thought they were dead in the water at two and six. Yep. And then lo and behold, they come out with a nine and eight winning record there. I mean, the Broncos, another team though, I know people think could take the step this year that they, with Sean Payton as their head coach, as they thought last year could with Russell Wilson or even looking at the Raiders who, I mean, no, okay. He's <laughs> no, just gonna say no. Well, no, I mean, if the defense could be competent for the Raiders, you still at the end of the day have Devonte Adams, Josh Jacobs, yep. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, like the offensive pieces are there. And Jimmy Garoppolo historically has been able to have success with good offensive pieces around him. Mm. Um, and, you know, comfortability, a place he's wanted with Josh McDaniels as his head coach. But if, it, I think a lot of it comes down to the defense because he's not a guy that, you're going to want to have to score 28 points a game in order to win games. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of the Raiders. I, I just, they they were like, if you look at some of the other metrics, like EPA per play defensively, they were 28th last season. They added eight free agents to the, the roster defensively. Congratulations. Like guys tend to be free agents for reasons. I, I was on with you with Pritch. Mm-hmm. We talked about that for free agency. You tend to hit free agency because you're a little bit older and teams don't want to really pay you a certain price. So I don't really think that there's going to be a high ceiling. You hit on a team that I'm kind of in on as we go into next year. Russell Wilson was really bad last year, but the situation was also really bad. And when you bring a guy like Sean Payton in to give you like some continuity at the head coach position, a guy who knows what he's doing, an offensive system that is actually going to try to maximize what Russell Wilson is, this defense is still a top half of the league defense and I think was even better than what the statistics showed. I mean, the end of the year, we saw guys scrapping and getting mad because like we can't lose all these games like this. You're going to get a little frustrated, but... I think the the Broncos, we'll put it this way. Like, there's a reason the market stormy last year. What was their win total? Like, nine and a half? Ten and a half? A lot of people thought that they were a yeah, Super Bowl dark that, horse. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people. Right. And so, yes, it spectacularly fails. But they're still somewhere in the middle. 
And so we bring it back to like full circle when we're talking about, again, a team like the Jets and the probability of them making it. I would say the Jets and the Broncos have pretty close to equal odds of making the playoffs, but you have one team at plus 175 to make it in, and you have the other team at laying a price. It's still hysterical, and I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but all of us really going into last season saying, is this going to mm-hmm. be the best division we have right. ever seen in the history of the NFL? And then, it, again, not so much. Uh, how about, let's look on the NFC side of things here quickly. Saints, Lions, Bears, Panthers, Falcons, Packers, Rams, Commanders, and Cardinals, all the teams that were held out last year. Could they make it in this year? I know the Lions are a very trendy pick, but any other names? I I, I think the Panthers are the one that you kind of go to. Especially, yeah. if, like, so I don't agree with the thought. I mean, I think either guy can start immediately, right? C.J. Stroud is, though, a guy we keep hearing about this high floor, but I also think it's a low ceiling. So you get him, you plug him in, you're going to, I think there's a pretty good shot in a bad division, you're going to be a playoff team. Same thing with Bryce Young. So I think out of all of these teams, are pretty comfortable in circling at plus 165, the Carolina Panthers, because the division's really not going to be that great. Even with the New Orleans Saints getting Derek Carr, I'm not sure that team's going to be fantastic. I like what the Panthers have done with their coaching staff and with the personnel on the team. I wouldn't say no to Carolina at all. Like out of all of these teams, and I'd also say it was, it, I think it was a total of 11 dropbacks in that game. Jordan Love looked really comfortable at the end of that Eagles game when he got to go in for Aaron Rodgers. And the personnel is not terrible for that team. And especially they're set up in the draft to add some offensive pieces. I would not say no to the Green Bay Packers at plus 180 to make the playoffs. And hey, Matt LaFleur said keep those expectations low. So the odds are a little bit better than maybe they would have been. Another team I think might, and maybe I'm freaking taking crazy pills on this one. I just look at the Rams sitting there at plus 225 who are, uh, you know, two years removed from a Super Bowl. They still, there is Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Ramsey, Aaron Donald's back. Uh, I feel like it could be reasonable with a lot of their key pieces that they could be back too. I trust Les Need using whatever picks he hasn't totally effed um, to protect Matt Stafford, right? Um, F them picks. (laughs) F them picks. You don't need them. So, I think that that I'm at plus two twenty five. I don't hate it. I think that the I, Panthers are the name I gravitated to the most on that list. I but. would say the only thing with the Rams is just the health of Matt Stafford, right? Like you said, exactly. like it's just that's the one thing that might hold you back. But I don't think I don't think you're taking crazy pills to look at a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago to make the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they're going to win the NFC West though. Go Niners. We have uh, Harry Gagnon coming up next as we will look at his plays in the NBA and the Masters. Don't go anywhere on Lombardi Line. This is Visa Neat Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN. Hello, friends. The Masters tees off tomorrow, and there is still time to get betting intel from our experts. Wes Reynolds profiles every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups in our Masters Guide, available now at vcin.com. We also have best bets from Matt Humans and other vcin golf experts, including the one and only Matt Brown, who joined the program earlier today. Sign up today and get full access to vcin through the Masters, the start of baseball season, and the NFL draft. Just $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe to help us continue our Masters discussion. Hold on, hold on. What? Did you just do a gym dance thing? Yeah. Hello, friends. That was so corny the other I day. I thought that was, oh, I thought it was sweet. He's not retiring. He's going to be on the master's call. I thought he was retiring. No. I, I was like, oh, that's why we're all you sad. You really thought he was retiring? No, he was he's, crying. He Well, it's his last basketball tournament ever. He's, he's going to talk voice, in a week. He's been the voice of college. 
college basketball for 40 years, though. Yes, he's going to continue his golf and NFL Ridiculous. coverage, but I uh, thought it was... He is the voice of the NCAA tournament. Sorry, this is my last Lombardi line of the week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the worst. Good. Um, good. Friend of the show, Harry Gagnon, joins us now, host of the Against All Odds podcast, uh, former sportsbook supervisor at AAO. Harry, um, were you... Did you think it was corny, Harry? I didn't. No, you know what? That's his, that's his model. That's his signature move, right? You know, and uh, and he's uh, yeah, he's been around for forever. Uh, he could still go, but he's that was his last Final Four. Uh, that's what he says. That's his stick. That's his thing. Uh, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good too. And I am more than ready for when the show starts tomorrow, and mm. he welcomes everyone in and says it's a tradition unlike any other. It's a beautiful thing. So as you are looking ahead to Augusta, before we kind of get into some of your picks here, I, I saw the footage of how foggy it is, the questions about weather in Augusta coming up this week. Has that impacted at all, just the way that you had to select some of your players or not really? No, not really. Everyone's got to sort of deal with it. Uh, you know, I, I know that uh, Azalea hole number 13 could be uh, tricky this year. You know, normally that's a great uh, possible eagle hole um, that used to play 505 in terms of yardage, and a lot of guys can reach it too. It's been pushed back 35 yards now, so a lot of guys may have to lay up now, and I think that's going to play into – uh, a lot of guys' heads. I think you know uh, a guy like John Rahm, who is tremendous at the Masters and definitely great when it comes to par fives. He kills it there on par fives. That might hurt him a little bit in terms of possibly being able to set up for eagle. So uh, I, I think that's more than uh, anything else. The the, the layout of, a, of of the hole that's been pushed back more than the weather's going to play into factors. So let's walk through uh, some of the guys that you've actually looked at for the Masters and uh, one of the names at the top, Willie Z. Will Zalatoris, what do you make of uh, what he's going to be this weekend? Sounds like you are expecting big things. I am, guys. Look, you know what? Uh, I, I, look, I, I, he's for top 20, you can get him at plus 130. Top 10, plus 320. And to win the whole thing, I've seen him at 44 to 1. Uh, in 64 PGA events, he has 18 top 10s in his career, uh, four second-place finishes. That includes finishing second in, the, in his Masters debut two years ago when he fell behind and lost a uh, uh, Hideki Matsuyama will, by the way, that year was the only player to break par in all four rounds. And Z finished sixth last year in Augusta. His game fits the layout of this course. Uh, he's fourth best on tour from 200 to 225 yards out. Again, I think that that'll play good in uh, uh, like holes that are playing long where he's got that second shot where he can set up for birdie. I think he's been fantastic uh, in his first couple of years here. I think it, uh, this, again, this course, fits his game. I think Zalatoris will be in the mix on Sunday and definitely, like I said, at 44 to one and whatever, if you want to play top five, top 10, top 20, great value for a guy who's finished second and sixth in his only two masters. Harry, I know you do like to dabble in the top 20, top 10 markets. Are there any other names that people should keep an eye on in terms of betting value in those markets? How about Patrick Cantlay to finish in the, under 16th and a half place at minus. I know you got to lay a little bit here at minus 140. Look, I've had Cantlay before, and he's let me down on Sundays, especially during tournaments where he's let it slide. But I think more than anything here, I think he's going to show up. Uh, 2020, he finished 17th at Augusta. In 2019, he finished tied for for ninth uh, and shot a 64 on that Saturday's round. Uh, he hasn't played a ton this season, but in seven tournaments, 
He has five top 20 um, finishes and three top five. In 26 rounds of golf this season so far, Cantlay has shot 71 or better in 22 of them. Patrick Cantlay to be on top of the leaderboard on Sunday and finish under 16th and a half place. And I see also Patrick Reed and Corey Connors are two top 20 bets that you have invested in. What did you see about their game that fits what Augusta brings? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think Connors, who's a hot hot golfer right now, just finished uh, uh, last week in Houston with a win. Uh, you can get him at a nice price at plus 150, 160 uh, to finish in the top 20, 60 to 1 to win the tournament. Uh, so you're going with a hot golfer here. And Patrick Reed, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these live golfers fare at the Masters, how they're treated, how they're treated by the players, how they're treated by the fans. Patrick Reed, you can get at plus 190 for top 20 um, and 80 to 1 to win the whole thing. He's won the Masters before. He has a green jacket, so the the, the course fits him nicely, too. be interesting to see how those live golfers go, uh, play. Yeah. And I think Reed at that plus 190 for top 20 is pretty interesting. Scotty Scheffler, world number one defending champ, uh, the last guy to do it was Tiger. Are you thinking that it is a possibility that he's going to be at the top of the field? I know betting the short shot is never uh, an attractive thing to do, but do you think Scotty's going to be in the mix again? You just have to think so. The guy is unbelievable. His short game is great. His putting is great. He's always at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, It's week in, week out. I mean, just when he played in the – uh, in Austin, uh, his hometown, uh, two weeks ago in the match play, he was right there to the very end too. Just it, the guy's game is all there. He's, it fits him at Matt, at that at Augusta as well. I think he'll definitely be there. And by the way, I gave him a. By the way, his his choices for the um, for the dinner for the uh, ex, uh, ex uh, yeah. um, Masters, I gave I, on against all odds. By the way, guys, I gave him a nine and a half out of ten cheeseburger sliders, spicy shrimp. And you get a Texas ribeye and a chocolate uh, chip cookie skillet. Yeah. Nine and a half out of ten. Harry, the, the, the skillet cookie for me, I don't know about you. I'm a big Pazuki fan. I mm-hmm. like doing the homemade oh, yeah. cookie skillets, too. Those things are fire. What would be your master's meal if you could decide? Oh, boy, I'd have to go. I'd have to go. Yeah, I look, I love seafood. If I see it, I eat it. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I would definitely go. Something shrimp, something, uh, something, maybe even lobster, but definitely some, uh, maybe, you know, maybe like a sea bass or something too. Maybe get something else in there other than maybe a steak, but definitely uh, maybe a nice cob salad too, a little, uh, little taste. And then, of course, you know, with the dessert, something like cookie, like something like that. Would, see, would be I, I see food, I eat it, but not the underwater creatures. Yeah, so no, that you, wouldn't, you know, I don't think the sea bass I'm not going to lie, I, I respect you, but uh, you petered out there on the end with some of the food choices. I, I cannot, uh, cannot go with sea bass. Um, all right, let's talk some Ooh. baseball. So I, I have been very He's got excited. better picks than Masters meal choices. Yes, we'll we put go. it that yeah. way here. Um, but I'm with you too, Stormy. I'm not, <laughs> other than shrimp, like I'm not big on the seafood yeah. stuff. Uh, all oh, right, so let's talk some oh, baseball. Bo Bichette, what do you expect from him today? Toronto Blue Jays have a game on the road against the Kansas City Royals. Alec Manoa is going to take the hill for Toronto, but Bo Bichette is going to take on Zach Greinke. Yeah, Donald, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Bo Bichette versus Kansas City over one and a half bases at minus 123. I saw it last night. At minus one thirteen, it's gone up. Bichette's been fantastic. Nine of twenty-four on the season, bat three seventy-five. Going to go against Greinke, who be forty later this year. Bichette is a two ninety-eight lifetime average. He's a five-game hitting streak to start the season. Give me Bichette to rip a couple, at least a couple singles, maybe a double. He gets at least two bases against Kansas City uh, later today. All right. 
Oh, go ahead. Go I was going to say, you also have a play in the association, a big one with Lakers and Clippers coming up later on tonight. You are backing the Clips. Why? Yeah, look, Lakers, nice win last night. LeBron was fantastic down the stretch to pull that game out. And the Lakers, I know, were 7-1 in the last 8, 11-4 in the last 15. But over the last three years, they are 0-10. 10 straight up against the Clippers. Clippers are deeper. Clippers have had five different leading scores in the last five games. Westbrook is playing well. He's got 10 or more assists in four straight games. I think the Clippers are deeper. Maybe I've heard some things that LeBron may not play tonight. We'll see. Uh, but I'm going to take the Clippers minus a four and a half guys for a team that's beaten the Lakers 10 straight times. Harry, appreciate you. Good luck with your bets. You too. Take care, guys. Thanks. Harry Gagnon at AAO Harry on Twitter, host of the Against All Odds podcast, and of course, former sportsbook supervisor as well. Should be a fun one tonight in the crypt. Clippers. Could you in be the, the crypt keeper? I think it would be the team that like owns the season, right? So, like okay. the season series. So, like, so the, like Kawhi could be the crypt keeper, right? Oh, like I like that. It's a good one, right? The uh, <laughs> by the way, in the Tyloo era, Clippers ten and zero straight up, nine and one against the spread. So maybe it should really be Tyloo. Yeah, he is the crypt. Keeper. He's the crypt keeper. Although I like that. he does, I don't know. Clutch does represent him. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Interesting. Clutch is in like cahoots with UTA, which is my agency. Really? So yeah. I learned, I learned that last week. So you're going to be a Los Angeles Laker soon, is what I understand. Obviously, I'm very high on LeBron's radar, so <laughs> there you go. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. 
planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points to MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is time for our pro tip of the hour. We do one of these every single show here on VEASAN. Um, just good betting advice to try to help you be as well-informed as you possibly can. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get them from every show here. And this one comes from you, JVT, my little genius, my big genius. You told me you're not little, so I will not put that out there into the world again. Um, but it- six one, a real six one. Not like <laughs> not like a 5'11 guy who says he's 6'1", you know. Oh, is that, is that a dig at Bryce Young? No, no, it's just that there's there's a lot of people out there. I, the, the running joke is that 5'11 guys ruin it for real people who are 6'1 because they pretend to be 6'1. So. Meanwhile, I'm 5'10 and I just like would give anything to be 5'9. And so I just kind of like, or just shorter. I just want to be shorter. It's cool to be know? taller. It's not yeah. cool to be tall other than being able to reach things. Well, I think 6'1 is actually more average nowadays, but like. I did help a woman at the grocery store this week. Did you get something off the top shelf? I did. I walked by those people. <laughs> she She saw me coming. I turned down the aisle to go get, I was getting some ketchup. I turned down the aisle and she just goes, can you help me with something real quickly? And it was, it was just a little, little box. You should have grabbed, you should have grabbed it and then taken it for yourself. (laughs) That's so messed up. Anyways, our pro tip of the hour uh, is regarding the NBA with kind of the season winding down, how to approach some of these games. Yeah. Look, as, as the season is coming to its end, I think that most teams, you know, they're focused on winning, getting in, but the books are going to overvalue some of these teams that have motivation when making some of these spreads. And, I, and maybe it's not even the books. It's the betting market in general, right? These numbers will get hung, and then the betting market will get into it. So, like, a lot of these spots, you're really overvaluing motivation. And the best example of that was yesterday, Pelicans-Kings. In, in a game in which there's just, like, everything or nothing on the line, just a normal game, the New Orleans Pelicans are not four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Sacramento Kings on their home floor but the market was there at four and a half. What happens? They end up winning the game by about, I think, like 15, 18 points, whatever it was. So just don't over overvalue motivation. Just because a team has to win a game does not mean that they're going to cover. And I think that is something that is a very much, in all of these sports at about this time of the year, that is very much overfactored in by betters and by the betting market. VEASAN Pro Tips. Again, VEASAN.com. Free daily betting advice. Um, but become a subscriber today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. There are a... Um, there are a couple of teams in the NBA that have betters that are potentially sweating some win totals yeah. here down the stretch. Both the Celtics and Wizards are within that range. So the C's win total was 56 and a half. They are 54 and 25 right now with two games against Toronto and one against Atlanta all at home. And the Wizards, who are 34 and 45 with three games remaining, Atlanta, Miami, and Houston again all at home for them as well. They're 34 wins. 35 and a half is their win total. Cool. Because the Wizards have pretty much quit on the year. That's yeah. um, going to that's be. That's going to be a toughie. Well, and, and also because <laughs> outside of, so Atlanta and Miami, they need to keep winning. My Atlanta specifically because they want to stay in that 7-8 range. By the time they face Miami, Miami might have seven locked up because they do have the tiebreaker over Atlanta. We'll see if that's going to be the case. But even then, you still have to win the game. Um, 
So maybe it comes down to the Houston game, but I would say you're not really loving it. And for it's the same thing here with the Celtics, right? Because you need to win all three games and you don't have to, you only need to win one. I would I would venture a guess that the uh, the under on both of those is favored as we move forward. The frustration for those overbetters, uh, for sure. Hey, how do people watch that's, the bet stream tonight? By the way, that's why every game counts. Stephanie, our producer, huh? Yes. Every game counts when it comes to win totals. So. Uh, bet stream. It's all part of League Pass. So if you have League Pass, you, you go check out the different streams for the Mavericks-Kings game. You'll see the home feed. You'll see the away feed. And you'll see the bet feed. And that's what I'll be on today for the full game with uh, everybody over at DraftKings. That so that'll be, be a lot fun of fun. One. Yeah. Good stuff. Make sure you check it out. Uh, we have some Major League Baseball approaching coming up Ooh. tonight. I know one game you were particularly interested in. I say tonight. I mean, actually, in about 20 minutes. So there's that for me. I get in like... Time's it. Is ten fifty. Okay. This game begins first pitch at eleven ten Pacific time, and I am one of those people. And I don't know why. Okay. Maybe it's because I did so much Pac twelve after dark in my sideline reporting life. But I always say when I'm referring to a game, I'm like, oh yeah, tonight, tonight, tonight. It's like never today in my brain. Um, but coming up in about twenty or so minutes, Giants and Logan Webb taking on Dylan Cease and the White Sox. Um, Sox minus one thirty-five home favorite total in the game seven and a half runs. Little uh, little humble brag there about your sideline duties, huh? Had to fit it in. Uh, so I, I think always something. With I'm this very guy. interested in this thing. Maybe uh, under the total, I put a small bet at under seven and a half. And I'll say this because I echo the same things when it comes to baseball early on, Stormy. Uh, I'll put like half unit bets on baseball while I try to get a feel. I really like data a lot in baseball. So the larger the sample size, the better the number. So it gives you a little bit more uh, comfort when it comes to betting these. But part of the reason why is look, Dylan sees. I don't think there's any question. Dylan Cease has been absolutely fantastic. He's going to be fantastic. Uh, he went over in his first time out. I think he went over his strikeout prop in like the first two innings, something like that. So he's going to be able to induce swings and misses. He's fantastic. The question is just Logan Webb, who last time we saw him kind of got knocked around by the New York Yankees. But Logan Webb's a guy who I think can perform a little bit better. And you go back to last year, 290 ERA for him, 303 fielding independent. He's been rock steady each of his last two seasons as a starter. Thought it was more about one bad start than anything else. Now you get to match up with the Chicago White Sox here. So I think that he is going to be able to kind of keep the scoring down. I believe that Cease is going to, too. So this could be a little bit of a low-scoring game. So under 7.5 is a, a small bet I made here for San Francisco and Chicago. should also mention that Eloy Jimenez is now on the injured list for the Chicago White Sox. So yet again, shocking, Jimenez, who cannot stay healthy, has not played over 100 games since his rookie season, is once again on the injured list. So a little bit of a blow there for Chicago. Would you want to go over on a strikeouts prop, though? He did have 12 in that. You talking about Cease? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, what's what's, what's it as? It for Logan Webb? Excuse me, Webb. Oh, for Webb, I think it could be. I think when it when it comes to Webb and the uh, the ability to induce swings and misses, he's not like a dominant strikeout guy. So you'd have to get like a low number at a relatively decent plus price for me on the over. Like you go back to last year, for example, struck out just over seven and a half guys every nine innings. So it's not like a dominant mow him down type of dude. So I think for Webb, I, I think I'm more interested in him inducing some ground outs, some pitch-to-contact stuff, getting his defense involved, and, and allowing him to keep the score down as opposed to uh, getting dudes to just whiff all over the place. Okay. Uh, any other games that you have interest in coming yeah. up this afternoon? Uh, let's go to Anaheim, Seattle. I, so, look, Shohei Otani is my guy. He's awesome. I hope he's an angel forever. The dude was dominant against the Oakland Athletics. But Do you I'm, think that's a real possibility? To keep the to, for the Angels to keep him, yeah. absolutely not. It's going to be very sad as, as long as he doesn't. The East Coast doesn't deserve him as long as he stays on the West Coast. It's fine. Um, but I think when I was looking at this game, I saw an opener, and I don't know what the price is right now. I was trying to look, or we could throw it up, but I saw an opener of like minus one thirty-five on the overnight for this thing for Anaheim on the road. We're up to like minus one seventy. 
if that's accurate, like that's a wild yeah. push here. And Otani's awesome, but I'd also I would also like give to you Chris Flexen's not terrible. Now again, this is more about the price than anything else. Flexen, even if you don't think he's that good, this is a Seattle Mariners team and lineup that is highly priced by the market. This just seems like Otani does deserve respect to a certain extent. But this is pretty nutty number for a team that many have circled as like a dark horse candidate to win the American League. So Otani's always going to be pretty highly priced because the market loves him. But for the Angels to have a minus 170 money line price tag on the road against a respected Seattle Mariners team, it just stuck out to me, especially if that overnight price was accurate of minus 135. That's a really big push in Otani's direction. And also, just worth pointing out, if much of that price uh, is tied to Shohei Stormy, mm-hmm. he's not exactly stretched out yet. And I, I think that's going to be interesting to see in a second time around here. But I just thought the price was just really high given where we saw this and what the market kind of thinks of Seattle. That Cubs-Reds game that we discussed a little bit earlier is going to get underway here in about 10 or so minutes. Marcus Stroman and Hunter Green on their respective hills. Cubs a short favorite in that one. We also have Guardians-A's going mm-hmm. head-to-head at 1230 Pacific. Cleveland a minus 130 favorite over Oakland. Run total set at 8 and the Blue Jays and Royals, which we discussed, I mean, just a little bit with that prop that Harry Gagnon had coming up. The Blue Jays, a minus 180 favorite in KC. Yeah, Manoa got rocked in that first start. That's a really high price because the Blue Jays are super respected. Uh, I was interested in that, too. I did not bet it, but uh, I was looking at Granke and the, uh, the Kansas City Royals because I wonder what the bounce back's like for Manoa here. We shall see the total in that game set at eight and a half. That is a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi line. Huge thank you to our guy, JVT, we'll for be stepping back in for next Michael. Friday. Oh, so far away. I thank you be for here. being I'm my friend. I'm not here on Friday. I'll miss you. Oh, see, there we go. So I'm not going to see you for like two weeks, yeah. three weeks. See, just, you know, you get to hang out with Femi all the time, and then you just leave me in the dust. It's cool. Uh, make sure you check out the bet stream tonight, though, if you have NBA League Pass. He'll be on the stream for the Kings later on this evening. And um, I'm going to go take a nap, probably. Sounds like a good afternoon. See you later. Must be nice. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.